Yes, 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 yes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of It's Not That Deep, bro. And we're back. Episode 31. Episode 31. As always, coming in strong, Martin. Thank you for that introduction. Um, You know I'm ready. And welcome to episode 31 of It's Not That Deep, bro. How are we feeling today, Martin? You know, fantastic. How are you feeling? You are radiating a positive energy today. That's right. I'm with it. I'm here for it. Hit it. I'm good too. You know, I'm feeling... I think we're going to crack out a few podcasts tonight, so this is going to be a bit of a bit of a long stretch stretch for for me and you tonight but i'm i'm here i'm with it the energy's good that's right let's come for on come all on you <laughs> listeners we've got a new bit of tech it's called the randy master 4000 randomizer we need to i need to find who made this <laughs> script so we can start crediting them every show because you you're selling this thing like it's bloody going out of style right it's a good bit of tech whoever (laughs) made this thank you i appreciate it who did it last me Uh, it was me i think yeah i think it was you yeah so it's your turn to press the randy master 4000 and randomly select the film that we shall be watching this evening so guys ready with a five four three two one and the film we are watching is Edward Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> what? I Tim feel, Burton again. That's what I feel. I think Martin. I think we need to come up with a rule regarding directors. Okay. I, I think this is something. A new rule. We're adding a new rule. Yeah, because I and I think there will be possibly more rules to come as the podcast goes on and we work out the kinks of selecting uh, films from a 2000, uh, 2000 entry list. You know, it's it's a lot to choose from and there's going to be overlap. Like we we did uh, Goodfellas and then we got The Departed the next week and we uh, the next day of time we did a podcast and it it's too much. So... Okay. I think... So you're saying... We should say there needs to be... No double directors. Well, no. There needs to be at least 10 episodes separating. Each director? Yeah. Seems like a lot. There's a... Think... There's 2,000 films on the list, and no film directors made over... Well, okay, let's say each film director made 250 films, which no film director does. That's still quite a lot of people and different artistic minds at play you know what i mean so okay there's going to be a hell of a lot of overlap as we go through this list so so we're hitting it again is that what you're we're saying? gonna hit it again okay and i'm gonna rewind the <laughs> countdown with a five and a four three two one and the film we are watching is the big sick the big sick 2017. All I can tell you about this film is that a man called Judd Apatow is involved with the production of it, and he's famous for such films as The 40-Year-Old Virgin, Knocked Up, um, all those sorts of films. So it's a comedy. It's a com. Okay, let's... 
Let's hit it. Get yourself a copy of The Big Sick. And we'll see you on the other side. Don't forget that comfy chair and that sweet juice. Literally, that's not when I go in. I know exactly when I go in. Pull it. So do not give me your shit already. I mean... Okay? If you want The start of the podcast will be now. Thank you, everybody, and welcome back to It's Not That Deep, bro. We've just finished watching... And Martin can't take the heat. Huh? We've just started watching huh? The Big Sick. Huh? The Big Sick. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. 2017. I can take all the heat. It's very hot in this room. Um, <laughs> 2017, Judd Apatow. I shouldn't keep saying Judd Apatow because... Why? He produced it, didn't he? No. Exactly. He produced it and he didn't direct it. It was directed by another person. And I keep saying Judd Apatow because he's the reason that I know about this film. But really, what I should be saying is... Da, 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 da. Michael Showalter and his 2017 effort, The Big Sick. What did you think about that, Martin? Oh, it was a great film. Um, very couple-based. I thought at the start it was so it was gonna be like a stand-up comedy. Comedy, like I thought that was the the whole film, like a stand-up comedy, mm. just going through one skit or going through. Um, a show, basically. You know, like them Netflix specials. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. You thought it was a stand-up special. Yeah, yeah, basically. When I when I first heard his voice, I was like, what? I thought you said this film was about something completely different. And then it turns out that that's his, that's his job, basically. How he earns money. Mm. And how he meets the love of his life. Emily. Emily. Wow. That's his name, Kamal. Wow, bro. Well done. Kumal and Emily. Well done. Kumal and Emily. You're getting there. You're getting there. I appreciate the fact that you are. Uh... We're seeing a steep increase in my ability to recall characters' names. Yes. Yes. Finally. Now we can get into the nitty gritty of uh, the films. What did you think? I think you're right that this film is a... Um, it's a slice of real life, is what it is. It's a film that's heavily. It's a very. It's a human story. Mm-hmm. Sounds like very, a, <laughs> sounds like a grand, sweeping, stupid statement to say, but it would like <laughs> a human story. It's not because like the holy <laughs> everything, mountain. Everything else is just like <laughs> an animal story. Or well, yeah, there, there are certainly other s- narratives that can be told, and we'll get into this a little bit later. But the nature of film allows one to move away from human stories, and 
you know, go into other... Uh, you could have a film about aliens. You can have a film about animals. You can have a film about dust. You can have a film about bacteria. You can have a film about leaves. You can have a film about bugs. You can have a, like... You can, but, like, it's still done, like, by humans. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, every film is a human film. Yeah, I said human story. All films are made by humans because films are creations of humans, but stories and narratives are not intrinsically created. The story of a leaf falling from a tree, you know, that's independent, just the story on its own and the concept. Narrative. Um, and that, you know, that's what cinema is. It's it's telling stories using uh, the equipment that we have, cameras and whatnot. Um, and I think seeing Judd Apatow's previous... So if we're looking at Judd as a person... But isn't a producer so different that, than so a director? Yeah, the producer definitely falls under it. You need to know a little bit about Judd Apatow, I think, for this film to make sense. Um, so this film was produced by Judd Apatow's mm -hmm. company, Apatow Productions. We yeah. saw the title card at the beginning. Yeah. And that's kind of like where he's at in his career right now. So if I just get like a little list of the films that it's it's Step Brothers, it's The Anchorman, it's he's got a lot of funny films, basically. Knocked up, forty <clears throat> forty year old virgin. But the ones that he's actually directed and wrote for, the list is a lot shorter. Who are they? So he's produced forty two films, and he has his fingers in like Bridesmaids. Um, that's a film that he produced. Um, Pee Wee's Big, uh, Big Holiday, Drill Bit Taylor, Year One, The Five Year Engagement. Like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, but a lot of films that he has not so much involvement in, but writing the films he's wrote are The 40 Year Old Virgin, Knocked Up, Pineapple Express, You Don't Mess with Zohan, This <laughs> Is 40, <Wow. laughs> Funny People. Has he directed these films as well? He wrote and directed all of them. So what those films have in common, the the Anchorman and Talladega Nights and Step Brothers kind of don't have in common is that Knocked Up. Have you seen Knocked Up? Um I feel like I have, but have you seen The 40-Year-Old Virgin? Yeah. Okay, so let, let's talk about that. So if you compare 40-Year-Old Virgin and Knocked Up, one, I mean, sorry, not Knocked Up, I didn't mean to say that, Step Brothers. Mm -hmm. You seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you'd say that Step Brothers is like a silly film. Yeah, very Whereas silly. the 40-Year-Old Virgin has funny moments, but it's still telling like, a store like Steve Carell's character in that film is in a is in trouble. Yeah, why? Well, uh, he's a forty year old virgin. Oh yeah, that's like <clears throat> the premise of the whole thing. Like he yeah. he is in a bad situation with his life. Yeah, and doesn't yeah. really want to admit it. No, and it's his friends, or <laughs> he doesn't even see them as friends. He just sees them as co-workers, but they are his friends. The people he works with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pull it out of him, make him admit it and try to help him. And that is why the film's funny, because 
each of them has a different way of trying to help and be it fucking Paul <laughs> Rudd giving them a box of porn or <laughs> them taking him to speed dating. And, you know, it's a funny film. But then after that, you've got this film called Funny People, which is about Adam Sandler being a stand-up comedian and he gets cancer. Wow. Um, yeah. And Do they still... Are they making that fun? Is that like a funny film? Well, that's the thing. It's kind of... But that, it's sort of funny, but real life, like we just watched. Yeah. Knocked Up is the same deal. It's Seth Rogen and his mates are all living in this house and they're trying to build a website that tells you exactly when actresses get naked in films. <laughs> um, and he... Sounds about right. He gets a girl pregnant. Mm-hmm. Long and short of it. And the film is him having to come to terms with the fact that that website isn't going to be able to support this baby and he has to become a real man, basically. Long and short of it. Which is like... Real life shit. Yeah, real life shit. Yeah, so then... Human story, basically. The spin-off to that, and it'll be... um, And it's one of, I think, Apatow's most recently directed film is called This Is 40, and it's a spin-off to Knocked Up. And... It's about the sister of the guy, girl that Seth Rogen gets pregnant and her marriage and them turning 40. We spoke about it a little bit before when we found out that this was the film that we were going to watch. And again, that deals with Paul Rudd playing a guy who runs a record label and the music that he's trying to promote simply isn't popular anymore. So... They need to get somebody new in. He has to get over himself. And he actually owns the label. So it's just a matter of like having to shut the business down. Like that sort of thing. Yeah, if it doesn't go well. Yeah, so, but to do that, he has to kind of admit to himself that this thing that he loves isn't popular anymore and isn't a way to make money, which involves a lot of uh, coming to terms with things on a personal level. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, I guess, and then I suppose I should probably mention The King of Staten Island, which came out last year. Which yeah. I, I spoke Pete to you, Davidson. Yeah, I've spoke to you a fair bit about that film, and it's Pete Davidson. Definitely uh, want to watch it. For those of you that don't know, he, um, well, he's a comedian. Would be the first thing to say, but I don't feel like it's out of order to say that his character, he like his his persona, but then probably by definition himself is a anxious kind of person Mm -hmm. like he he openly talks about not enjoying his life like having mental health problems yeah yeah um i don't i hate for it to be the first thing that comes up when you start talking about pete davidson but his father died in 9-11 which is this whole as a firefighter yeah and that comes into this film the king of staten island which is judd apatow's latest i said that about this is 40 king of staten island is his most recent film and it takes Pete's situation fairly literally. But again, what my point is, is to analyze in Judd Apatow's output is that he is considered to be the king of this comedic world, like the Anchorman and Step Brothers and stuff like that. But the films that he, that are at the heart of what he's trying to do, um, tell emotional stories, real life stories with comedic values in them. Yeah, that and that that's I'm glad you brought up the fact that this film is set very much in the stand-up comedy world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole um Kamal uh 
staying in that hospital for so long. Oh. Well, the reason it's that has weight. Story. Yeah, the reason it has weight is you is because you can see what his you you get to see a little slice of what Emily and Kumar's life was like uh when everything was normal. Yeah. So to speak. Yeah, and then you sort of like see it after like You see how things normal. have changed, yeah. And you and it's like I was telling you through the film if you um there's a thing where I'm not sure where I saw it, but like if you talk to someone while they're in a in a coma, mm. they get uh, they sometimes get better. And you see that it gets lit- through to him. Yeah, literally the the, the the night before. The night before he talks he talks to her and then the day, next day she's a, she's up again. Yeah, uh, that that was like that. I mean that when you mentioned that whilst we were watching it, I said bring it up in the podcast because that is how um I mean I've told you this off mic before, but the voice actor of Bugs Bunny, Mel Blanc, famously went into a uh, a coma. Yeah. And apparently, um, you're going to have to fact check me on this, people that are listening, but something to the effect of when he arose from the coma, he first spoke in Bugs' voice. And it was using the character of Bugs uh, was like some something for him to latch on to. Because as you saw in this film, you know, when you come out of a coma... It's, I imagine it's an incredibly disorientating experience, you know? Mm-hmm. So to, you've been in that coma for so long, you're like, what the fuck is going on? Yes. You know I mean, like, you don't know what's happening. So to so to hear something familiar like that is definitely going to help. And then there's this whole area that I find really interesting of, like, what happens when you're in the coma? Are you... Because there, there's, like, varying reports of... So some people I've read, they they see nothing, and it's just like whiteness or blackness or whatever, and it, it, it there's no rumblings of thought or consciousness. But then other people describe like this dream experience. You know, like the whole thing is an active that they they went somewhere else sort of thing. And I do very much believe that then element if you you're experiencing, I don't know if that's just a matter of memory. You know, if mm-hmm. if some people aren't remembering what they experienced or whatever, um, but I definitely think that elements from real life would then bleed into that dream kind of experience that you are happening whilst you're in the coma. I mean, to tell, like, to say that, like, sometimes you see white, sometimes you see black. Do you think you know? I don't think you know, like, especially when you're asleep, you don't you don't know the concept of time. Time's like a thing I guess other than exist. Yeah, you know time I mean? doesn't really exist. Because you like you're in this like in your brain basically, and you're just trying to perceive everything that's happening. Well, you but you can't even like you can't because it's even when I close my eyes, like I I could not. De- <clears throat> it's not a color that you can define. It's a mixture of like black and white. But then I don't know. It's like it's definitely not just black. Like if, no, if you go onto Photoshop and fill a square with black, like it's not that. No, 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 not at all. And it's not white either. So it, it's un, very, it's unique. It's a unique experience that can't be can't be copied really. No, but I, I guess the, but this is a as well. This is a like medically induced coma. I wonder if there's a difference between in you know what the experience is there and. It's actually quite obviously when you're in a coma mm. is because when you're not med medically induced in a coma, your 
Um, There's like a whole range of reasons you can end up in a coma. Yeah. So, but like, when you're in a medically induced coma, they can bring you out of it, but it doesn't mean that you're gonna be better. Mm. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And then it's like, how responsive are you gonna be afterwards? And, yeah. And stuff like but that. But when you're like in a another type of coma, you just can't get up, or your brain's like, no, 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 your body's not ready. Mm. So we're just gonna keep you here for a bit. And it was quite either that or or while you're in that dream state, you just saw like, I don't want to leave. Mm. You know what I mean? Your body's like, oh, you're good here. You're better. You're better in here than what you were outside. So you want to stay? And you're like, yeah. Fuck Natural it. comas are pretty fascinating, in my opinion. Like, why? Why they happen? Really? Yeah. Why? Why do they happen? Well, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I that's thought why, you would That's know. why. Nah, that's why it's fascinating. <laughs> I'm not going to be fascinated by something oh. like I know. <laughs> that gets boring quick. <laughs> I thought you were saying that because you knew how why comas happen. No, but isn't it just crazy that you? And then the fact that you can just wake up. There's like no. What defines that when you wake up? <clears throat> Who knows? Who's deciding? You know. Who knows? But again, the fact that this film spends a lot of time everything happens in this film how i pretty much expected it to happen it's like an it's like watching real life yeah like you you're definitely going to know what's next yeah and that um it's the reason i brought up like his previous films because the one like with adam sandler all of them they if you read like reviews of judd apatow films they'll basically say something to the effect of had its laughs but fumbled the emotional moments or and it was too long they're like the because i think funny people is longer than that really yeah and there's the last act of funny people not to ruin it but it's just fucking pretty piss poor like but when i say that that's, that's I, don't I mean, I feel like he did the the emotional side quite well. Like, so this I film felt it like I can see why he would be if he meant it. Why he would be awkward to like share his emotions. It was because you could see all his like comedic friends and like everyone that is probably in the comedy world. They all make fun of each other. So to find something that's like serious. Seems a bit like, oh shit! How do I do this? Very much like the best of times and the worst of times sort of thing. Like what if you're you a stand-up comedian, you yeah. you spend so much time making fun of things that you actually start to see the beauty in them. The beauty, but if you start seeing the beauty of things, you see darkness as well. That's like great beauty. That is as above, so below. Google that. Have a gander at that concept. Um, the the higher you go, you can only go a great tree. The tallest tree's roots go deep down to the earth. So the juxtaposition of terminal illness and stand-up comedy makes for an experience where you see people expressing themselves in a great way. And then that's why I think his, like, bomb, his bombing experience when he... Uh, because this story is like Kumal's <laughs> becoming honest, basically. Yeah, because he, d- I he, mean, he spent at the beginning of the film, he's lying about a everything. load of different aspects of his life. And it's a process of him coming to terms with himself 
and for lack of a better term, I'm very sorry to be so vulgar, but uh, him learning how to stop being a pussy. Stop being a pussy. Yeah, yeah basically. So, um, I mean, uh, I, I get it with the sort of like, you don't want to lose your family. But um, he should have known that any family worth their salt wouldn't actually kick him out. No, of course There not. were numerous moments where it's like, and I guess the only reason that I would speak in a critical manner is because this is like real life. Yeah. Which we'll get to my final yeah. point, with, yeah. uh, which is coming. But I, I love, obviously, all the moments in the film, everyone was like pretty justified. I wouldn't argue in the way that people acted. He acted that way because he's like, had this, the arranged marriage thing is stupid. It and is he's, stupid. He's had that forced on him. Yeah, the, it is stupid. Emily's parents are under a lot of stress and don't know who this Kumail guy is. So there's like them acting that way. Mm -hmm. And Be then to find out that Ray Romano's character cheated on her, it make it explains all the insecurities. Everything makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't fault that this film for that. What can you fault it for then? What I can fault this film, <laughs> this fucking film for, Martin, is What's like wrong with it? the rest of Judd Apatow's fucking directorial works where it's like a comment on modern cinema. We have been so razzle-dazzled over the decades by Hollywood and all the film, one of the first films like ever made, George Mellis, A Trip to the Moon. Yeah, we're intrinsically trying to create something on screen that can't be done in real life. That's the whole point of the medium, like it's to show or to to show things. You know, that's like what a a, a myth, a story, a legend is to is to tell something fantastical, to say something. We have documentaries, and they are separate categories, but are not. You know, that doesn't mean that things have to be uh, extreme, but I think there's something about the nature of Hollywood that has probably generated a culture where we are sick of fantasy and being, like, razzle-dazzled more and more, not completely, but that is what the film industry was built out of, and now we actually like quite human stories, you know, with, like, shows like Black Mirror and... It's getting more and more about what's actually happening. Than it being mythical. And yeah, obviously, the, there's still mythical stuff. Yeah, there's still, like, mythical stuff around, but I'm I'm talking about, like, uh, I don't, you couldn't really have, like, a film like this, like, coming out of... Coming out of where, bro? In my eyes, like, the 50s or the 60s. This is a very... Oh, no, I mean... I had to think just, about it because just even with the like main character, you can't really put this film out there. I don't think there would be any main characters that are of ethnic region or pa like. Pakistani descent. Yeah, yeah. you you won't you won't have it. Like I didn't that would even be think the, about that. That would be the first no in the fifties anyway. Yeah, so um, it is very much a film of it. That's when I what I it's a, a good example of modern cinema. But just for me. Like, I can't say anything bad about it. It was fine. It did everything. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> There's something nagging at you, and you can't, like... But it's like... You need to, like, be able to let it out. Yeah, I'm, I'm, trying something... to, I'm trying to put it into words. It... Was, it, was, it, was it the... Uh, it didn't challenge me. 
challenge you? Yeah. What, like, okay. what way do you want this film to challenge you? It it sort of told you everything that it was meant to As tell you. Well, you you yeah, and it, it executed it reasonably well. And so the, the story itself is a nice story, but it's the kind of story that like a customer might tell me at work. I can believe all of that like actually happened. If someone told me that story, I'd be like, damn, like that's interesting, but I, I believe it. Whereas I'm looking for something to <laughs> push see. my boundaries. I out. see what you're getting at. I see what you're getting at. You're like, because you know that that can happen. It doesn't interest you. I suppose so. And it's, it's, it doesn't inherent it completely uninterest me. It just, yeah, but it doesn't make you question much. The, yeah, the outside of the film, like the story had a beginning, middle, and an end, and mm. then that that's it. Like it, you could see the whole like process. It started off started off good, shaky in the middle, ended quite well, and you know exactly that uh, what it's meant to make you feel and how it's meant to like be viewed. That you don't need to question anything else. You're like, it's but just why does that make it? It. I'm not saying that it's make it makes good or bad on the words. To yeah, be like using at all. It. Why does that? And as far as if you were giving it a rating, what would it be? Three point five four out of five. Three point five four. Yeah, something like that. Why couldn't it be higher? Four point five. Four point four point seven five. You know what I mean? There's, like, there's not many films that are a five. What I would say about this film that I really did enjoy is the emotional development of the characters is palpable. Is is uh is like there's something to be learned there in how these mm -hmm. characters deal with their own shortcomings and improve themselves as people and try yeah. and they're all kind of trying to better themselves to a certain extent and there's a lot of and the realism of it you know the way that the uh, Kamal's parents especially his mother was acting responded yeah I, I can completely empathize and see that so that all of that resonates with me and it I understand Jude is a controversial character these days in um, in the comedy world, is he? Yeah, because he he's considered, I don't know, very liberal and kind of with making these comedy films that aren't all people getting custard pies slapped in their face <laughs> and like shit like that. People yeah. people are saying, oh, you're trying to bring like uh, real life stories, uh, into identity and gender politics and all these real world things into into what into his art and mm -hmm. yeah that's causing friction with i guess comedians and stuff that are more wholly about comedy because this world's like set in the com comedy world yeah but yeah. it's not maybe uh, intrinsically a comedy no um i mean to me and this will always be like true to me mm. uh any film that can I'm I'm sure we talked about it before. Anything that can make me feel the way that it was intending to feel will always be a five to me. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, I know what you're saying. It it, it ticks that box. Yeah. Certainly, it's like if you've 
That it, it's everything. It, it's everything I want from a film. If if there if there was a cliffhanger right there and the second film was never made, mm. I'll be like, what the fuck? What are you doing? Oh, Do you know what I mean? Like if they ended through like, oh, she's still in hospital, like done, and you're like, okay, where's the rest? I thought they were gonna pull some bullshit like that, and because. As I said before, the he's tried to make many films like this, m- mixing comedy and real-life emotional stuff to varying degrees of success. And we'll watch This Is 40 and we'll watch Funny People and see what you think and King of Staten Island. But I think the latter, uh, King of Staten Island and this, are his most successful attempts at doing so, is what I'd say. And because... Although this felt long, it did feel long. It did feel a lot, and I, really long. I would argue it was weird. that it could have been shorter again. Again. I mean... That's always been the thing with these long Judd Apatow films that have all these emotional moments, and everyone's like, it's got to be shorter, man. <laughs> I don't... I don't... Uh, I don't certainly agree with that, because you, ha- you have to see the whole process. I feel like if they cut some of the stuff out, it's just not going to... I feel it's like some the of it's ending, not gonna make sense. I think the ending ran long. I think, like, from well, that uh, I get that just reminded me of what I was thinking of as this film was wrapping up, and I was like, okay, you've made this film, and it's it's not, you know, Hollywood magic, and it's all very relatable and real. But how are you going to end it? Are you going to do the classic Hollywood happy ending? Like, you've done this whole film of not relying on the Hollywood film tropes, and then we're going to tie a nice bow on it with a happy ending. Because that's really the crux of how these films, in previous films like this, he's maybe the film hasn't had the happy ending. You know what I mean? Because he's trying to be a bit arty and a bit, not just do comedy. I don't know if you've, we spoke about like uh, Jonah Hill before yeah and how he resents kind of being typecast as the super bad kid he's trying to take himself a lot more seriously yeah 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 Yeah, so judd apatow would fall into us he wouldn't want to just be known for making like stupid films he wants to be known to have some emotional yeah to his work and stuff and they do i mean they do they they certainly do and this one i've seen so far and obviously the other ones. They do have that. It's his own unique little thing. Like, I'll be able to point out an Apatow film, always. Like, I'll know. I know his, fu- his style. I know what he's got. And they have, like, a distinct character to them. And yeah. I think as time goes on, that will be remembered as, like... Well, you certainly hope so. Yeah, I do. Um... um so yeah, that is. I think that's generally how that film made me feel. Well, on that note, then, this has been. It's not that deep, bro. We podcast. need like a porch. A porch. Yeah, for Why? the podcast. You know when like people have been at your house and you sat talking to them in the lounge. Yeah. And then they're getting ready to leave, and you might walk them down like a, a hallway. And then you'll stand in the hall or the porch and chat to them for like, oh my god. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, yeah. I'm all right, what man. Uh, well, this is what you need. This is professional, <laughs> professional shit. Yo, back once again. It's the Renegade Master. The what are we talking about? The big sick. Oh no! no. <laughs> Film director. Jud <laughs> Apatow. Like yeah. Jud Apatow. Yeah, yeah. Mister. Judge. Yeah. For fuck's sake. I get what you mean. Daryl and Voss. Um, what? What did I say? You were talking about we need a porch. Oh yeah, yeah. We need like that. Segued nicely into us. What I was saying because. It's like all of a sudden we stand up and we're like, see ya, and then we walk out the people's house. We need like a like a something to happen, like a I don't know, read a poem or like a an announcement or something to That's end. why I, I'm saying it. Oh, this has been I'm just I'm just deeper. thinking you know, on on the mic, out loud, what we could do to like a little obviously we have we play songs sometimes, but that's at the very end. I'd love like one last activity to see us off. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to come up with something, bro. Well, what? Well, what are you thinking? Maybe next episode. Uh, Rock paper scissors. Uh, well, yeah, maybe <laughs> something or like a riddle. Or TikTok. I don't know. I don't know. A what? riddle. I mean, to I'm leave like people that. with. That, you know I what like I mean? that. Okay. Something just to just to give me a riddle, bro. Oh, I can't do that now. This is the next episode. They don't you ask me for a riddle straight up, man. That's crazy. I'm not the riddler. That's good. <laughs> That's good. That's real good. And on that note, we'll end it right there. Right, Catch to... us on the usual social medias. You know, at MIPLTD on Instagram and YouTube. And you can get us at our website at MIPLTD.org. We're an organization. That's right. And tell us what you thought of the film. If you watch the film, if you want to watch, if you want to watch the film because of this podcast, let us know everything down below in the comments. If mm. you're on YouTube, anywhere else, if you're not on YouTube, and uh, any final thoughts? Walnuts contain a lot of vitamin E that helps tighten your skin. Good bit of information right there. Um, thank you. Appreciate that. Good night. When I had nothing to say, you were a time and a place inside my head. So you said I was reading the lines on my palm Pianos by tarot cards and walking for 45 spring. I'm stuck on a New York time Can I find, can I find, can I find, can I find Still remains Sharp as the taste of
Taking me back to your Dragging me back to New York time. 